A woman ran a brothel using witchcraft. A lady reported her boyfriend missing. The police told her he never existed. And a Belgian farmer moved the border with France by mistake. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the daily weird news podcast. I don't know if there are any others, but this is certainly one of them. And this one's hosted by a comedian, which means it's going to be weird and it's going to be silly and ridiculous. Yes, that's right. Ridiculous. Buckle up, kids. A lady ran a brothel using witchcraft to keep her sex slaves in line, the police say. A woman was arrested for running a brothel, allegedly using witchcraft and animal sacrifices to prevent five women under her control from leaving the establishment. But, you know, it's hard to to keep your sex slaves during a pandemic. They don't... <laughs> They don't want to touch strangers right now, and the pay is not enough. you got to sacrifice some chickens. Who is this maniac? 30-year-old Jasmine Russo Martinez was taken into custody by the Las Vegas PD after a traffic stop. Her arrest is the result of a six-month surveillance operation, which followed the arrest of 48-year-old Saeed Rodriguez Rodriguez. Yeah, this guy's got two Rodriguez's in his name. It's not enough for one Rodriguez. He's like, you know what? I'm doubling down on the Rodriguez. Rodriguez Rodriguez is known locally as the Godfather. He was arrested in October on charges of conspiracy to commit sex trafficking, specifically sex trafficking of an adult. The crafty Vegas police searched websites and some newspapers known to be used for advertising by sex workers and began chatting privately with a few of the women. Those conversations led them to an address in eastern Las Vegas. And that's when they found witchcraft. Crazy witchcraft. Observing that large numbers of men would park outside and go into this particular building for half-hour, quote, appointments. Officers stopped some of those men who admitted that the house was actually a brothel. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of these places in Vegas, right? Isn't it legal in Nevada? I mean, you can't cast spells and keep sex slaves, of course, but I, I believe prostitution is legal in Nevada. Regardless, the police raided the property and they found condoms. Whoa, boy, condoms. What? They found feminine hygiene products. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and to their surprise, several brujeria or voodoo type shrines had been smeared with blood. Wow, that's not OK. That's not something that's approved for a brothel. When you're running through your brothel inventory, you're like condoms, got it. Lube, got it. Some massage oils, okay. Maybe some incense and candles, okay. Feminine hygiene products, maybe some lingerie, pardon me, lingerie. Voodoo dolls, that's a no-no. A bloody shrine with the head of a sex slave on it, no, no, not okay. Detectives also observed a shrine at the entrance of the resident. The figures were covered with what appeared to be blood, says the report. Walls to the rooms also appeared to have blood on them. All four walls in the garage also had what appeared to be blood smeared on them. Were, were, were customers coming into the blood-stained walls to get it on with the ladies? <laughs> I don't know, I've never been to a brothel before, but I'd imagine if I walk in and I see blood on the walls, I'm walking out. <laughs> if I see a, a beheaded chicken in the bathroom sink, I'm walking out. <laughs> I'm not going to be a patron of this brothel. 
The police interviewed some of the women who worked at this house. They were told that the lady, Russo Martinez, threatened to curse them if they tried to leave the home and that the godfather had sacrificed a number of animals inside the house. They say the witch would scare the girls to work by telling them that they would be cursed if they left and that on other occasions girls have disappeared and it's what happens when they leave the house. Russo Martinez, the witch, also allegedly claimed that one woman had run away from the brothel and soon after been fatally stabbed and it all happened because she left. Another one of the women, according to the police, said she was under the impression she would only do massages when she got hired, but was later told by another female that she would actually be having sex with the males. She felt she was uncomfortable, but stayed because she needed the money. Wow, this is how it all happens. Anyways, I mean, people get caught in this position. But you got to walk out if the lady's sacrificing animals and telling you that she's going to curse you. You can't believe this nonsense, right? If someone's like, I'm going to curse you, I'm a witch. It's like, ha ha, okay, I'm out of here. There's many other brothels in Vegas that you could work at that, you know, not run by a witch. But, you know, people get into situations, they're confused. They might be on drugs. I can't be judging them. And uh, thankfully, though, they were saved that the police, after a very long surveillance mission, were able to free them. And uh, so I commend the Las Vegas PD for saving the ladies from the witch. This will be like a modern fairy tale story. Yay! A woman reports her boyfriend is missing. The police tell her he never existed. Catherine was completely baffled when her boyfriend of two years suddenly stopped answering her phone calls and her text messages. This prompted her to report him missing to the local police. Ah, no, lady, this is called ghosting. You were close. It ends in an I-N-G. A woman whose partner suddenly started ghosting her calls and texts was left baffled. She filed a missing persons report only to be told he didn't exist. TikToker Catherine Verb says she was, is this what we're going to call people now? TikTokers? I'm a TikToker. All right. Get a job, lady. <laughs> Here I am recording a podcast in a closet. <sighs> I'm a winner. Uh, Catherine Verb, the famous TikToker. I've never heard of her. She said she was dating a man for two years. She saw herself having a future with him, including marriage and children, until the pandemic hit. Here's a quote from her. I assume she laid this all out on her TikTok. People just leave all of their business on video on these apps. It's like, man, some of, the, some of the stuff you should be embarrassed to tell the world, really. You should just shut up about it. Okay, she says, I was with a man for two years. I thought I was going to marry him and have his babies, his beautiful, plump babies, and spend the rest of our lives together. But then COVID hit he unfortunately told me that he, he thought he had COVID. Oh, no. He said he was thinking about going to the hospital because he felt so bad. But then, miraculously, he started feeling better. I was so relieved. However, after that day, I, I never heard from my partner again. I feared the worst. It was that same day he told me he was feeling better and that I never heard from him again. He suddenly stopped responding to my calls, all of my texts. A week later, his phone went right to voicemail. I freaked. I started calling the hospital thinking maybe something happened and he's at the hospital, but he wasn't there at the hospital. I asked the nurses, go look for him on floor number four. <laughs> I made that up. Well, is this a story, really? <laughs> I mean, I really, I was pulled in by the headline, but now that I'm into it, I'm like, this is just not really news. This is someone's personal crap. 
Let's keep going. Let's find out. Maybe we can learn a lesson from this lady. After discovering her partner hadn't been admitted to any of the local hospitals in the area, it doesn't say what the area is, Catherine decided to call the police, said that, said that her boyfriend was missing to the police, filed a missing persons report. I filed a missing persons report. You know what they told me? They told me my boyfriend does not exist. So not only did my boyfriend ghost me by faking his death, he had, he had also lied to me for two years about his real identity. After sharing her horrifying experience online, oh boy, yeah, yeah. Catherine's video has racked up nearly a half a million likes. How many millions of people saw your crap online, lady? Shut up! What are you sharing this embarrassing story with the world for? You should be ashamed that you were tricked like this. You know, these people are so quick to tell the world that they were ghosted or catfished. Have some shame. Does no one have shame anymore? It's just embarrassing, man. You want to share your entire world on TikTok. You know, some of the shit we don't need, all right? <laughs> we don't need it. You want to share me your wins? Okay, great. That's inspiring. This stuff is very humiliating. You should be humiliated. You should tell nobody, and you should move on with your life. <laughs> all right, I need to... Okay, let's get back in. Maybe, maybe still there's something to learn from this. There might be something... There could be something to learn from this. I don't know what. With many TikTok users coming to their own conclusions about what happened to him. Yeah, because you guys are all losers too on TikTok. You, who cares what happened to Catherine's man? You guys have no life whatsoever that you care what this lady's ghosting experience? Ugh. One user suggested 100% he was like married and then had to work from home you probably dodged a serial killer. Phew, thank God he did that. I mean, thank God he ghosted you. You probably do. You really care? What, what happened to Catherine? Some lady you never met on TikTok? I mean, I get it. I, I, I mean, I really, I really give a damn that the Patriots drafted Mac Jones as our new quarterback. I mean, I really care. I've never met these people. <laughs> it really means a lot to me in my life. But man, I mean, that's football, all right? It's, it has a purpose. <laughs> Meanwhile, other people on TikTok questioned whether she had met any of his family or friends. I mean, it's two years, right? You, you mean to tell me that you've been talking to somebody for two years, you're in a relationship, and you, you don't know anybody in the family? I mean, you had to have been cut off from the family of this individual if this person can ghost you so easily, and you can't find any way to reach that person. Like, you never friended his mom online, Facebook or whatever? Like, you should know right there when you're like, hey, is your family, uh, what's your family all about? Is your family on, online? <laughs> Are you on Facebook? Can I see the friends you have? You're, uh, all right, I got to People are just so dumb. Just the world is so, it's just filled to the brim with stupid people. I can't even, I can't even. Now, I mean, I'm recording in a closet right now. I'm not the brightest bulb on the, on the tree here, but my goodness. I mean, two years, you don't brothers, sisters, this guy said, no, I got no family. I'm a loner. I'm a rebel. <laughs> All of my family died in the Bermuda Triangle on a shipwreck. Oh, really? Oh, yes, that's right. And do you have a job? No, I don't have a job. What about your friends? No, I don't have any friends at all. No friends. No one likes me. I'm all alone. I'm all alone. This is my real name, my real profile. I'm all alone. I just can't. I can't. What about an employer? You never... <laughs> Uh, you, you, not only are you so dumb, but you're just so 
you, you have the combination of so dumb and so shameless, which is just the worst. Okay, I got to stop. I, gotta, I just got to stop. Guys, can you just call me and tell me to calm down? 646-450-2012. I just need to be okay with all this stupidity that I'm surrounded by. A Belgian farmer moved the international border between France and Belgium by mistake. A major diplomatic incident has been avoided in Europe after a Belgian farmer accidentally moved the border with France, making his home country about 1,000 square meters bigger. Luckily, local authorities saw the funny side. The border between Belgium and France stretches a miraculous 390 miles. That's 620 kilometers if you're in Europe. And the stone markers that define it have been peacefully in place for more than two hundred years. That's a long friggin' time. One of the boundary stones, however, laid down in 1819, shortly before the Treaty of Korczyk, sealed the deal. It was recently spotted as being out of place by 2.29 meters. That's seven and a half feet if you're keeping score at home. The display... <laughs> Anyone get all that? So the border's about 400 miles between Belgium and France. One of the stones that was laid down in 1819 was recently spotted out of place. I don't know. I guess they go around and do a check. The displaced border all along this farmer's field amounted to an accidental land grab of about 1,000 square meters. Here's a quote from uh, somebody who's the mayor of Erquiline, Erquiline, Belgium. We know exactly where the border, the stone was before the boy along the border, right next to this, just the tree right there. This is where the stone used to be. And in 2019, during the 200th anniversary, they were, we checked on this. It was geolog geologically very precise at that time. It, well, no worries. It should be just resolved tomorrow. We are about to find the person that moved this stone so we can avoid any troubles in the future. We can't have you just moving the border around. It's an international border, right? You know, it's just like... It's just very important to just keep it right. It's just, all right, right. Yeah, you got to verify who owns the land and whatever. You know, we need to know who's moving this around. It's just right. This is the strangest accent I've ever done, actually. But it's for a very important media company, so I have to get it right. I am the mayor of Ekrelands, Belgium. I'm, uh, I don't get to talk to the press very much because nothing happens over here. <laughs> this is the biggest story that's ever happened in Belgium. Since that time, the mule kicked the pig in the snout <laughs> back in 2014. All right. Uh, so they're going to resolve the issue, apparently. You can't be moving borders around. Although, does anyone really give a damn about the Belgian-France border? Really? <laughs> does it really make a difference? Uh, the Belgian mayor stressed that local authorities on both sides of the border were keen to resolve the situation quickly. And amicably. Oh, that's great. You mean they didn't break out their muskets and swords and get on their war steeds and fight a battle? Oh, yes. We can look back on it 100 years from now. Oh, remember the battle, the Belgian-France <laughs> landmarker battle of 2021? <laughs> that was a big one. That was almost as bad as the 30 years war. So the Belgian mayor stressed that they're... they're Fixing the situation. Basically, they're just going to put the stone back a few feet. That'll, that'll fix the problem. <laughs> the two towns lie roughly midway on the Franco-Belgian border. With Urquelines. I don't think I'm saying this right. Urquelines. Anybody in Belgium listen to this show? I doubt it. And if you do, you'll be very offended by the accent I gave your Belgium mayor. Uh, it's a 
so this place is a little under 10,000 residents, and it borders Boussin... Oh, I'm going to totally butcher this French town. Boussinier-Soroc. Boussinier-Soroc! A commune on France's Nord department with a population of 400 people. Oh, thank goodness they didn't go to war because you got 10,000 people in that Belgian town. And then right over the border, there's just 400 Francophiles. Now, that would have been a terrible thing. They would have beat them down and stolen all their cheese and cigarettes. Imagine there's no borders. I wonder if you can. You can live wherever you want. Half of your body in Belgium, the other half in France. Imagine there's no borders. You're smoking weed everywhere. You don't need a damn passport. No, no, no. Go Go wherever the hell you want. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a dream come true. No borders, imagine. Well, we need borders. We need we need lines on maps to show who owns what. Well, imagine no nobody owned anything. We just all lived in peace, man. Just lived in peace. I don't know. This is this is the kind of thing I dreamed of, man. It's like that John Lennon song, bruh. I'm just going on this annoying rant because some people listen to this podcast and they just hate that I do not only talk about the story. So this is for them. (laughs) Dude, this is the worst podcast ever, man. Like, he'll just randomly go and sing a song parody of a John Lennon song that sort of has something to do with the story, but really doesn't. Oh, one star for this podcast that was absolutely free and no one made me listen to. Oh, thank you for putting up with me in another episode of Weird AF News. Uh, Sometimes your host is also as weird as the news seems to be. And I'm very over caffeinated, as you know. I want to give love to Anna Marie Starr, or as we say in Boston, Anna Marie Starr. Anna Marie, Anna Marie Stab bought me some coffee off my friggin' website. <laughs> Weirdafnews.com. Go there and buy me a coffee like Anna Marie Stab. Big love for Anna Marie Stab. Wicked nice girl, Anna Marie Stab. Thank you so much for supporting me and supporting the podcast and showing some love for Weird AF News by buying me coffee and keeping me caffeinated. You're fueling the show in a way. Um, also some shout outs to some really nice dudes that sent me articles like James, Michael, and Chris. I used your suggestions, uh, and I appreciate the love and the care that you put into the show. I, uh, you can get, you guys can send me articles anytime to my email address, funnyjones at gmail.com. Uh, if you come across some weird news, man, don't hesitate. Just send it my way. You can also tweet me at funnyjones and send it to me on Instagram at Funny Jones on Instagram, which is how James always sends it. I got a nice phone call from Lisa and Tater from Huntington. Big shout out to them. Big fans of the show. I love when Lisa calls, so I'm going to publish that call after this. I also got a review on Apple Podcasts by someone named Hank Sinatra Jr. in the U.S. Really cool name, Hank Sinatra. And uh, Hank left me a five-star review. Five stars from Hank. Thank you, Hank. And Hank wrote me a really cool review that I think is a, uh, I think it's a haiku or it's a poem. 
I don't know. I'm going to read it. Pickles on neither than cheese pizza. I agree. I don't know. I think I think Hank Sinatra Jr. is on mescaline or something, but <laughs> just having just having a good time. Spring break lasted a little bit too long for Hank Sinatra Jr. But uh, I appreciate the effort. I love all the reviews that come in, whether they good, they're good or bad, and whether they make sense or not. So thank you, guys. Please leave me a review on Amazon or Apple Podcasts. That's very, very helpful. Check out my website, weirdafnews.com, if you'd like to support the show by joining the Patreon or buying me a couple cups of coffee. It's all good. Or don't. Or don't. You can just tell a neighbor about the show. That's supportive. Appreciate that. Or do nothing. Do nothing. Just listen to the show and go about your day. <laughs> uh, much love, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Jonesy. It's Lisa and Tater from Huntington. I have allergies acting up, so my voice is wonky. I'm one of your weirdo, blind weirdos. Um, I think that guy that gave you the bad review, just tell him to bite you and tell him to sanitize his lips before he does and his teeth and his mouth. We love you, Jonesy. Hey, what would you think about leaving by poop while that would be kind of wild, huh? And those poor finches, what, wonder what happened to those. I'm a bird lover. I have had birds all my life. I have a cockatiel now. She calls me mom. But we love you, Jonesy. I'll give you a 100,000 stars if I could. Bye. Keep up the great work.